Good morning, and it's Tuesday, August 1st. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us this morning. Let's talk about how the Senate rejected Amendment 1055. Oh, boy, that's going to get people off the ground. Casey, would you like to tell us what Amendment 1055 was? Well, it's something that I think they'll actually be interested in if they knew what it was. And here it is, (laughs) Amendment 1055. It would have established a new office of lead inspector general. And that lead inspector general would oversee the billions of dollars being sent to fund the Ukraine war. Isn't it wild how our government keeps going out of its way to avoid transparency with Ukraine? Because a few weeks ago, the House of Representatives, so this is a Republican and Democrat issue here, Mm -hmm. where you have the Democrats who control the Senate and the Republicans who control the House. The Republicans in the House killed an amendment that would have forced an actual strategy with Ukraine. And so the Republicans said, no, 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 we don't want any strategy with Ukraine. And now you have this on the Democrat-controlled Senate side, and it's a bipartisan thing. It's Mm -hmm. not like it's just one party voting for or against it either way. So you have a very clear statement now from both the House and the Senate that they don't want any part of transparency or accountability related to what's going on with Ukraine. And that should be a giant red flag to every single American. Yeah, they just voted against oversight for the money that we're sending to Ukraine. They don't want the oversight. Now, keep in mind that this lead inspector general office would have cost about $10 million. That's what they proposed. However, $10 $10 million versus the billions and billions and billions that we continue to send there. Oh, we don't need to know where that money's going or what it's paying for or why it's being sent there. You don't deserve to know that, Mr. American, Mrs. American. Just give us your money and we're going to keep sending it to a foreign country. Yeah, why wouldn't, if as you're rolling down the, the street in your automobile or you are you have us on your uh, your cellular telephone or your computer if you're at work somewhere or listening in your home, you have to ask yourself why would the government repeatedly be invested in you not having the information? Because that's what the House, which is controlled by the Republicans, and the Senate, which is controlled by the Democrats, have both agreed, we do not want you to have information on where the money is going and the result of that money being spent in Ukraine. How could that be anything possibly but good for the American taxpayer to have a detailed accounting of where their money's being spent Mm -hmm. and what sort of return on investment we're getting? This has always been my argument. And, you know, when I was listening to Tony going home during his midday show, I have heard him passionately argue for involvement in Ukraine, which is very weird. And Tony's a great broadcaster. I think he thinks things through very well. But I think he's just dead wrong on this because I we are a year and a half into this thing. And I have no idea where any of the money's gone. I have no detailed accounting of what it was spent on, other than I know a bunch of it went to the FTX guy, mm. who then ended up giving a, a, a hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars to Democrat politicians. Right. I do know that happened. But in terms of how this money is being spent and how it is helping Ukraine win the war 
And I have no idea what winning a war even means or what that is defined as. Yeah, what does success look like in this situation? So it is surprising to me that someone, given Tony's general political leanings, and I'm not saying anything, you know, he said it on these airwaves. Clearly, he wants people to know what his opinion is, that he is so invested in continued involvement in Ukraine because I don't know enough to be involved in Ukraine. Maybe it's great. I have no idea because I have no idea how the money is being spent. But what you do know is that we're paying for it. I, and I and I, what I know is thus far there has been no visible, tangible evidence that the now beyond $100 billion that we have given or pledged or whatever has made any difference whatsoever. And you can say, well, you don't want Russia, blah, blah, blah. That case hasn't been made to me. What I do know is I'd like to have my $100 billion back. What I do know is I'd like to know when we're done giving them money. What I do know I'd like to know is how the money I've given them has been spent. And what I would like to know is when are we deeming this a success? Because right now, the only way it sounds like it's a success is if Russia cries uncle and puts its hands up and says, we surrender. And that is never happening. Well, we would feel a lot more confident if we knew what our money was being spent on and that it was being spent on an effective basis. And just yesterday, Senator Lindsey Graham, he came out and he he warned, he warned that a Russian nuclear attack against Ukraine would be viewed as an attack on NATO. Keep in mind, Ukraine is not a member of this alliance. So why would that be viewed as an attack on NATO? Because we're spending all of this money. We're sending all of this. And now we have troops to be on the ready there. And why is the United States spending, outspending so much more money than our European allies? And... When you see, so when the, remember last December when Todd Young and his adult supervision in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, chopped the legs off the incoming House Republicans. Not that they've proven to be anything other than what they thought they we were we thought they were going to be anyway, which is tax and spenders, but um, and, and money printers. But remember when they chopped the legs off from the incoming House Republicans and cut the deal with Schumer on the spending, so that they could get it done before the first of the year. And McConnell and his Senate son, Todd Young, made very clear that they did this because Ukraine is the most important thing in the world. The plight of the Ukrainian people is far more important to Todd Young and Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders than any American, than what's going on in this country. And they were willing to vote for whatever garbage that will continue to add to inflation and the national debt and and decrease our security in this country because it helped Ukraine. And so we know... That at least on the Senate side, for Senate Republicans, I don't know about the House, based on the fact they don't want a strategy, I'd seem to think that they're aligned that the Ukrainian people and what happens to them is far more important to Senate Republicans than what happens to you. Mm-hmm. Well, and you could say, okay, well, maybe this just isn't the job for the Inspector General. That's what the Inspector General does. Yes, how would you know? They're the ones that make sure that our troops have all of the equipment they need to be successful. So they know where things are going. Yeah. Who better to keep track of that than them? I agree. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about what's going on with Twitter. Or should we say X? I'm never calling it X, by the way. Well, Twitter has officially been rebranded as X. Nope. Not only on the website, Deer but, Creek to but me. in the app. <laughs> it's always Deer Creek to me. Yeah. Okay, so why did they do it? Why did they switch the brand? Elon Musk said that the Twitter name made sense when it was just a 140-character messaging that goes back and forth like 
two birds tweeting. Yeah, right? the, good old, the good old days. Yeah. yeah. But now you can post almost anything, including several hours of video, even one from Carol. Um, I don't like the new logo. It seems like it's a big nothing to me. It like it exudes darkness. It's not fresh. It's yeah. not whimsical. It doesn't have personality. It's just a letter. And I know Elon Musk has this thing with the letter X. I mean, he named one of his kids X, Yes. right? Is that wrong? Is that weird? But no, he can name his kid whatever he wants to. But it's like he's got this fascination with the letter. And like you said, you're still going to call it Twitter. People are still going to call it Twitter. So it's an unnecessary change. Well, and and what is fascinating to me, because the numbers have come out and people are fleeing the threads thing. Yeah. App. What is that? Is that what it's that called? That was like the two threads weeks. App. Yeah. Uh, they've lost millions and millions of people already. And what is fascinating to me is every time these things change, it is a reminder to me and people's displeasure with them or they come or they go, you're never going to find your actual happiness or sense of self-worth on a social media app. No matter what community you lock into or what app you pay for a blue check mark on, happiness is not found on the internet. Right there. I mean, there may be parts of the internet that bring you some sort of entertainment or joy or whatever, and that's fine. I spend a lot of time on the internet, but I'm not there looking for happiness. And you can go to whatever th- app, whether it's Threads or Twitter or Instagram or the TikTok or Facebook or whatever, and you're not going to find lasting joy there, no matter what changes they make or additions they make. And I think a lot of people are beginning to wise up to that, that happiness is found in the real relationships you make in your real life. Here's an example. Your man went to the National Sports Card Convention. Mm-hmm. I follow your in man. Chicago last weekend. I, I'm a fan of your man and I follow him on the social media. <laughs> and he was posting photos with various people mm-hmm. uh, that he interacts with on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I think in multiple cases, he said, I had known this person, never in person on the internet. And the joy in his face, now there was a scared look in many of the people he was taking the photographs with, but the pure (laughs) joy in your man's face, meeting these people in person and getting to interact with them in person is, and I'm sure if he were right now here, he would say that, that he got more joy. Out of meeting them in person. Right, even if it was for five or 10 minutes. Sure. Hey, Fred, it's fine, nice to finally meet you. Del Griffith, you old so-and-so, how the heck are you? Than he ever did interacting with them behind a phone or a a keyboard. And that's because the internet is not real life. Yeah, well, and I think it's, uh, Hammer had put it out that he went to all of the YouTube chat group to come out when they're broadcasting at the Indiana State Fair, because this is a community of people. They talk back and forth, but it's online. Do they know each other? Have they ever met each other? Can they put a face to the handle? Well, this is an opportunity for them to do that and really read the body language and really see what the person's like because how you are on your phone, your keyboard warrior... Yeah. It can be a lot different than what you really, truly are in person. Oh, yeah. Most people never have the guts to say to your face what they say behind a keyboard or, in this case, a microphone. And, Casey, I think you will say, you will agree with this, one of the most endearing things about me 
is I will certainly say directly to someone's face <laughs> anything I ever say behind my cellular telephone or this microphone. I have absolutely zero problem uh-huh. saying the exact same thing to their face. Is that zero filter or uh, just No, it's just, it's just I don't be- I've never believed in being an internet tough guy, mm-hmm. whatever, and I've done it many, many times in my life. That is totally disingenuous to do one thing behind the internet and then do another thing in person. So, yes, you are 100% correct, though. The internet is not where your happiness will be found. It is 17 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Vivek Ramaswamy, he says he's going to break through the other candidates, kind of like Trump did in 2016. He's going oh, sure. to tell us about it coming up from 93 WIBC. Wait, 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 wait. We have to address this. Okay. Because during the break, Kev is like, Oh no. Hey, Casey, (laughs) could you recommend anywhere for a day trip? And then somehow he ended up on wanting to see some Indian burial ground or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And just, I feel like this conversation totally spiraled out of control. And I must intervene on this. You have better ideas? We said a, a day trip somewhere in Ohio where he could go to a pub. It was just the most random and thing I said, ever. okay, well, there's this really cool pub in the Oregon district outside of Dayton. Um, it's an award-winning pub. It's pretty decent. And the Oregon district, not what it used to be, but there's a lot of little artsy-fartsy stores and record stores yeah. and yeah, music I, stores, stuff that he might be interested yeah, in. Yeah, I had other criteria. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to a music store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to, yeah, go to the pub. And then you mentioned Indian burial grounds. I said, well, yeah. I know there's one in Miamisburg, and uh, then Ohio. I've, and I've heard of like Serpent Mound. Yeah. I've heard that's what pretty a, cool. On your free day, you want to go to an Indian burial ground. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that history. Um, you are a pre-Paleolithic uh, Indian history. Kev, listen, look, I know we don't do the mentoring <laughs> sessions anymore, but listen to me. Look at me so that we can have a serious conversation here. And it's just us. No one else is listening. Okay, it's just us right now. You are a good looking 28 year old guy with a job and a paycheck job and a band. And you're a cool dude. Like your life is right in front of you. You are in the prime. I can walk up to a girl and impress her with what I have going on in my existence. You do not want to spend your one free day off at an Indian burial ground. Maybe he does. He said he likes the stairs. Now, I also recommended, okay, if you wanted to just go to a bar, you could go to Cleveland area, maybe go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then the flats and just go bar to bar to bar. You can do some water time as well in Lake Erie. Yeah. And then you had mentioned, what about Columbus? I said, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of bars in Columbus. Columbus that because is, the Ohio State University Yes, is that there. is where you're the most likely to see the most good-looking women. Why wouldn't you just do a day where <laughs> I'm going to go to various bars in and around Ohio State University? Look, the perfect destination is a town with a lot of cool bars mm-hmm. and a vibrant scene and then a burial mound within <laughs> at least 15 minutes. And that way I can knock it all out, you know, mm-hmm. and I can go to a music store, too, if it's there. When we yeah. go to the next break, I want you in your Google search so that it's on your work search history <laughs> to put that into your Google search looking for uh, a place with cool bars and an Indian burial ground. And I want you, I want to see what comes up with yeah. that with that criteria. I'm okay. on it. <laughs> but he said in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Was there a reason it had to be in Ohio? It, it's just, you know, it seems like there's more accessible locations mm-hmm. in Ohio that yeah. are that are worth visiting. Well, and he also said excluding Cincinnati. That one's off the list. He didn't want to go to Cincinnati. Yeah, because I've been there too yeah. much. Because Kevin and I, we have talked about this before, that there is, especially if you are 
in Kevin's position where you have your your roadmap is wide open Mm -hmm. and you can see and do Mm -hmm. as you please. There is something and men who have done this will uh, indeed agree that there is something really cool about being able to just roll into a town for one or two days, find the place with the most well-assembled members of the opposite sex and just spend your day observing that which is taking place in and around that vicinity. Mm -hmm. And you have the opportunity to do that and you want to go to an Indian burial ground. He wants to climb the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, so. Look, I'm eclectic, but, you know, that's me. That was my recommendation for you, Kevin. Take it or leave it, okay? (laughs) I appreciate it. <laughs> Rob's just going to send you on a... I, well, I, I feel terrible because I totally entered... And it's there's a reason he asked Casey and did not ask me, but I totally interjected because... <laughs> because he knew I was going to offer real places. <laughs> you were going to offer places to meet chicks. <laughs> you want to go? I mean, not... I mean, I'm busy, Kev. I got a little bit that, going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's not going to take the baby with him. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what you come up with, by the way. It is 1125. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's uh, play this audio clip from Vivek Ramaswamy. Are you still, is, are you back on him? You know, because he was, you we, were in well, love with we, him. We, we did break up and then I was kind of like, hey, yeah. you up? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm, he's trending up, you know. He's catching up to DeSantis. He's beating all the other people. So, okay. So, Ka- so Casey was madly in love with Vivek Ramaswamy. He then failed to catch on because, as Casey said, she was impressed with the size of his wallet. Mm-hmm. However, he failed to catch on. So then you hopped over to Tim Scott. Yeah, because he and then, came on. Well, maybe, but maybe you are the bad luck charm because as soon as you got off of Vivek, he began ascending up the up the poles. Mm-hmm. And now I've, I, this comes across, and I'm not saying you do this because gold digger is certainly not a word I would use to describe you. <laughs> but it, it, it does seem to have some similarities uh-huh. to a woman who would leave a man uh-huh. when he is down on his luck, maybe has lost a job, is having trouble paying the rent, and then said man might win the lottery, uh-huh. and you suddenly uh-huh. rekindle how in love with this person you actually were. I make my own money, Rob. <laughs> uh, Vivek Ramaswamy says he's going to break through the other candidates like Trump did in 2016. This guy, is he comparing himself to Donald Trump? Well, this guy is an idiot, and you know, I'm standing by that. And uh, again, <laughs> okay. there, the, the, here, here is the thing about this guy, and we'll play the audio here in a second. If Donald Trump actually cared enough to want to do something with this guy, he would destroy him in about three seconds because there's all sorts of things that this dude has tweeted and said in the past. And Trump views him right now as a useful idiot who is taking votes from DeSantis Mm -hmm. and is of no actual threat to him. So they're their little brother. You go ahead, play your little game, and daddy will just sit over here and chuckle at you in amusement. Okay, well, he says that he's an outsider, like Donald Trump is, and he is beholden to no one other than the American citizens. Look, it's going to be by speaking the truth. I am unconstrained. There are a lot of super PAC puppets in both the Republican and Democrat Party. I'm an independent voice. I've already put $15 million plus of my own money into this campaign precisely so that I can be an independent voice speaking the truth on difficult issues that I think other candidates are unwilling to touch. And I think the most important thing is I have lived the American dream, and I believe first personally in passing that on to the next generation. And so unlike much of what we've been doing, I'm offering a vision of what we actually stand for, Bill. And I think people are hungry for that, and that's what they're going to hear from me on the debate stage. He'll be on the debate stage. You know who may not be on the debate stage? Who? 
Your buddy, Mike Pence. Oh, boy, that's a shame. I saw he was giving some sort of... Okay, so I saw Mike Pence was giving some sort of address tomorrow at the Indiana State Fair. And it's in some building. I don't know where it is. But let's estimate the non-media attendees. Will there be more than 20 people? (laughs) And of those 20, how many will just be people seeking air conditioning from the fair (laughs) heat that they are consuming? Why would you, for any reason at this point, go out of your way to go to the Indiana State Fairgrounds to see I don't care if Mike Pence was giving away free ice cream, much less see him give a speech on anything related to politics. I'm just here to cool off. That's all. Um, when we come back, yeah, there is a disturbing new trend okay. that people are doing. They are actually hiring celebrities to deliver terrible news to those they love and care about. Okay. That's on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. birthday they'll give you advice they might review a book for you they'll even deliver bad news all you have to do just pay for it and tell them what to say yeah that's what celebrities are doing now even influencers they're not all celebrities uh, right i mean some of them are kind of like d-level Influencers. That's what's happening on Cameo. So Wall Street Journal has an interesting article about a new trend in which, you know, Cameo has been around for a while. Uh, for those of you not familiar with it, you, you know, there are many, many, like you said, celebrities, influencers, people you know. And for a fee, you mm-hmm. can pay and they will record a message. You give them general parameters of what you're looking for. Hey, my brother Steve is having his 40th birthday and I, he's a big fan of yours. And so, you know, they'll say, you know, two or three minutes saying, hey, Steve, thanks for being a fan. Your brother, you know, hooked us up. We're so glad that, you know, if you like, let's just say you had uh, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold might say, and I have no idea if he's even on Cameo. Uh, he said that uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High is your favorite movie of mine. And boy, did I sure love, you know, throwing coffee in that guy's face at the, you know, whatever. And now it is, as these things do, they are evolving to where one of the things that they are being, the cameos are being used for is paying celebrities to give terrible news to friends, family members, significant others, which seems a little morbid. All you have to do is write a check, though, and then the news is delivered. Yeah. Which, I mean, look, it's free market. And so as a capitalist, I'm not against this existing. I'm just saying that if there is terrible news that is a family or relationship matter it would probably be best if it didn't come from what was his name william hung wasn't that the guy on american idol Uh yeah i'm just i'm just saying it might be direct if you best if you deliver that directly face to face so it's like a gig economy for celebrities but if the celebrity is delivering bad news like i want to break up or whatever it is do you think they do they charge more for that no i think it is uh have have check Mm -hmm. will Whatever you want. Whatever. Now, here is my question to you, Casey. Yeah. And there is no right or wrong answer to this. When uh, Mock was here, Mm -hmm. we had a Mock and Rob cameo. Yeah. And it was very popular. Did you get hired a lot? We got quite a few people. We we were not charging a $300 uh, message like some of these people. What did you charge? I don't remember what it was. Mock was in charge of all of it. Uh, she, uh, She had the bank account. Probably I was scammed out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. I could probably <laughs> sure. retire at this point. But, right. I, you know, I, she seemed like she had an honest face. Uh, I think it was something like 
20, 25 bucks. I don't know what it was, but we used to get them all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, now you will have to do all the background work on this, but if you would like to bring the the cameo back, Mm -hmm. Kendall and Casey cameo back, I would be willing to participate in this with you if you would like to do this again. And uh, we can set this up in a whatever form you want. Since you would be doing the work, you could keep more of the loot. Uh, I bet we would get I, love- <laughs> I we'd get quite a few people that would subscribe. I love how you set this up. Are you willing to do this? Is this something that, you know, you're going to have to do all of the work. You have to do everything on the back end. And I'll show up yeah. and deliver the line. Just like this show. But... <laughs> Yeah. Look at how well we're number one in the key demo, Casey. Yeah, uh huh. Just like this show, who did the template today? Me or you? Well, I, I come on. Yeah, who I did. did the, it? I do the template a lot of the time, but that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> if I would do the template, you do the mm-hmm. cameo, uh-huh. and then people could get messages from you. Maybe that would be a great opportunity for you to show them that bikini photo if they uh-huh. pay you twenty five dollars. It's a good way to I, tell I, Travis everything he wants to hear. Exactly. You could point at him while He's you do pay it. Pay for it. You could wear le- you know whatever you want. It doesn't. It's just. It's totally up to you. I'm just saying that this might be a time for us to strike while the iron uh-huh. is hot because Sweet. we did have some success before. And I know while you are infinitely wealthy, I am not. Yeah. And, Big moneymaker. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll look into it. Okay. We'll get our cameo going. How all exciting. You, all you have to do, Rob Kendall, is just show up. I will. And I did the last time. Look, I was, I'm not going to say I was overly charming and charismatic on these cameos but i really did i mean i made i altered a lot of lives with the mm-hmm. cameos i'm sure you did that I, did you guys deliver bad news ever no we were never it was asked happy to deliver bad news um there were a couple of times when the two women were together and they had cameo as well uh that i they had some requests and i would oftentimes read through their requests because there were some things that people would ask for that me in a different phase and stage of my life could understand some of the requests that were being made mm-hmm. that other people might have thought were well intended so i so I, I look i can work through it all casey whatever you need me to do <laughs> okay it is 40 minutes after 11 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc let's listen to joe biden <laughs> This is a uh, a very hard hitting interview. Who is this with? I, I, I can't even tell who this is. I, with. I, don't, I, I don't know, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I wanted to play this for everyone because these are the sort of questions you have. So you have the president of the United States at your right, like right in front of you. He is as close to this person asking the questions as I am to you, and all of the things going on in the world. Even if you are a fan of Joe Biden and you don't want to ask any like you know, hard hitting questions with no follow-ups. There's so many things you could ask about just to get like world events, mm-hmm. the president of the United States, the Ukraine, uh, you know, relationship the, with China, the green new deal, what, right. whatever. Somehow talk to me about climate change, it, something you would love to talk about in this very hard hitting interview. And I just, you just have to listen to Biden ramble because it is just so entertaining. And I know our ratings skyrocket when Biden is rambling. He tells this very bizarre rambling story about somehow ending up wearing nuts and bolts for cufflinks. Now, Casey, as you're listening to this story that he tells, <laughs> when we get done, I want you to give me a number between one and 10 mm-hmm. on how likely this is that this story even happened. 10, is it totally, definitely 100% happened? One, no way at all. Are you ready? Yep. All right, go. I went to a Catholic grade school. We didn't often get invited to the Cotillion, which was in the local school down the street in Mount Pleasant School. And so I got invited and I was going to go. I was all excited about going. I think it was ninth grade, maybe it was eighth grade, a little dance. 
and there was a guy who was a good athlete. I was a relatively good athlete. He was a good athlete from the school, the other school, big guy. Became friends, but uh, so I'm getting dressed, and I didn't have a shirt to wear. So my mother got my uncle's shirt, who was a smaller man than my dad, and French cuffs and rolled up the cuffs so they looked like it fit. And I couldn't find my dad's. We couldn't find my dad's cufflinks. So my mom went and got a nut and a bolt. I wonder why she was down, downstairs in the laundry room looking for it and put them on. I said, Mom, I can't do this. They'll make fun of me. I'll be embarrassed. He said, anybody comes up and says they do, and you look at them and say, and here's the story to say, this guy, Frank, came up to me and said, hey, look at Biden. Look what he's got here. Hey. And I looked at him and said, you don't have a pair of these? <laughs> Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, did this actually happen? I'm going to say, yes, this actually happened. Did it happen to Joe Biden, though? (laughs) Or is he sharing somebody else's memory? Everything with him is weird. Have you noticed that? Yes, and this is a guy who went to mass and went every morning, right? Yes. He didn't have a shirt to wear? Well, that is a little odd, isn't it? Yeah, to the cotillion. By the way, did you ever go to a cotillion? A who? A cotillion. Do they even have those anymore? Well, I have no idea what that even is. What is that? It's like uh, where you go and you learn how to dance and you have a dance card. Is, that a, is this a Catholic thing? It must be. I went to a cotillion. Well, you're Catholic. Yeah. You, you should know. Did you go to a cotillion? I've never heard of a cotillion and I what? was raised Catholic. What is it? It's a dance where you go to. It's like in ninth grade so, and the you, girls have a dance card and they fill it up with a partner to dance with. A boy writes his name on the card and you learn how to dance at the cotillion. Yes. No, you guys have never done no. this. It must not It must not be a thing anymore. Um, I'm dating myself. Yeah, boy, that just seems like a <laughs> yeah. really, uh, I mean, I so like in public school, they had the seventh and eighth grade dances mm-hmm. and uh i mean yeah, kevin we, kevin, we, I, kevin and i have talked about my behavior at those multiple times well, and i'm not going to go into this on these public family friendly airwaves but i mean they had public school no dances. no no this isn't a dance like in the gym this is like an off-site thing it's a cotillion you dress up like he like joe biden was talking about and you have a dance card and i can remember that doug a boy named doug kept putting his name on my dance card and I didn't want to dance with him because I think he had just eaten nacho Doritos or Uh something. So you could ignore, you you just (laughs) ignored Doug? And he had Dorito breath. So you just kept like, okay. I know I would say, I would say, I can't, this dance is full. I'm already, I'm already dancing with somebody else. Okay, so wait, so so wait a second. So, boy, we were going to go to commercial break, but we are absolutely not going to a commercial break right now. So let's, okay, you're, this is like 14-year-old Casey Daniels, mm-hmm. if indeed that is your real name. Yeah. And um, you had a card, you would arrive at the dance, mm-hmm. and you would just hand, how did somebody write their name on the card? They would come up and say, hey, can I have dance number seven? And you'd write, you know, like, Rob, dance number seven. Yes. So, but Doug could, Doug, was that his Doug name? Doug would come up and say, hey, can I have dance two? And I, uh, okay, dance two, sure. But then when Doug came back and asked for like dance four or five. But if you already gave Doug dance two, how He would, wanted to repeat dance oh, because. You, okay, you already gave Doug the dance. You already did yeah. the community service. I thought you were manipulating it so you would never have to dance with Doug. That's not nearly as egregious this, as the no, behavior. No, no, I, I did, like, did like dance two, yeah. Dorito breath all over me, how, passed on dance four, five, and six. How closely chaperoned were 
the cotillion dances. Well, I mean, we weren't dirty dancing or anything like that. But yeah, there were parents there. There were because teachers there. The, There's probably a nun there. So there was no, you know, was it closely guarded? Like, uh, <laughs> like what well, I'm asking. Here's what I'm asking. I didn't have a dirty mind like you, so I, well, think I didn't it was, say anything about <laughs> that. It was not a problem. Well, I was just at the public school dances. The chaperones were the teachers yeah. who had clearly been at school all day. Or if you and they didn't care. That, and they were just totally half-assing it. And you could just about, I mean, nobody, I, I learned a lot. Nobody in, in tapped the, on your in, shoulder and said, leave some room for Jesus. No, that was not. Yeah. <laughs> leave some space there for the Holy Spirit. No, that no, but that did that. That's what I was wondering at the Catholic school dance. I never got tapped on the shoulder and was told that, but there wasn't a need for it. Yeah. What so. kind of music were you dancing to? It was just the popular music at the oh, okay. time. Oh, okay. It wasn't yeah. like Godfather music or anything. Like yeah, because I was going to say, our dances were just us like jumping around to Lil John. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't jumping around to Lil John. Wow, I had no idea. So you, so you say you think this happened, but not to Biden. I don't know. I, I think maybe he's he's like interjecting it's, memories well, with- And this is the thing. You do not things. know yeah. because it's such a wild story, but he tells wild stories all the time and then they get easily disproved. Like, remember he supposedly wrote Amtrak like nine million times. Right. And it was like- and he Why met with Xi Jinping. Yes, 17 billion miles we traveled together. Right, exactly. So it's like, is he stretching the truth? I just find it hard to believe that a guy who went to Catholic school and mass all the time didn't yeah. have the shirt to wear yeah, I'm with you. to the cotillion. I'm with you. All right, it is 1147. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. minutes away from noon. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You went shopping yesterday. What'd you get? Anything good? Well, my wife and I went to a longtime WIBC sponsor and a big sponsor of Hammer and Nigel specifically, Thompson Furniture in Columbus, mm-hmm. and uh, purchased a brand new mattress. And so I just wanted to say Spencer and all the guys there were awesome. They took great care of us. All the things you hear in the ads, totally true. A plus experience. Did you take my advice and get a king size? Because now that you have a little one, that little one might pop into bed with you occasionally. Well, so here's the deal. So we had a king size Mm -hmm. uh, mattress, and I've had that mattress for quite a long while. You might say (laughs) that mattress has seen some things. Yeah. And um, the problem now with having a, a very young child is the mattress over time, as you know, Casey, with the proper amount of usage, it will sink in the middle. Sink in the middle. Yeah. And that is not ideal from a public safety perspective. Mm-hmm. So uh, we said it is time to get this issue rectified. Mm-hmm. And we went right out there and uh, Boy, I'll tell you what, here's one of the things I love about my wife. She is not messing around. Like when she goes in, Mm -hmm. she is able to make a decision and we're we're done. Good. You know, Spence was awesome. He was showing us all the stuff. About two minutes in, she's like, I think I know what I want. And she really didn't waver off of it. And it was it was great. Great experience. Thompson Furniture down there in Columbus. Longtime WIBC advertiser. Good. Hopefully you'll get a good night's sleep from now on. And not be so cranky. It's not the bed. The bed is not the issue. (laughs) Let's talk about this new poll that says that 12th grade boys are nearly twice as likely to identify as conservative versus liberal. That's that's good news, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a good that's a good thing, and I think they're becoming more. What's interesting because I heard Hammer and Nigel touch on this story yesterday. The boys are becoming markedly more conservative, while the women are becoming more liberal. Yes. 
going in opposite directions. That may make it hard for their future. Well, so I wondered this because Kev was saying on the dating apps now that you do, there is a place on many of these dating apps for your political leanings. Mm -hmm. And that it is, I think Kev was the one telling us that in many cases, there are people who cannot absolutely get past if you have a different political leaning. They don't even want to meet for a, a beverage of any sort. Yeah, that's become one of those things that you just put out there out front and let them know right away. Oh, so you don't hide it. Because I guess I'm guessing you don't have to do it, right? Well, you don't you don't have to reveal your like what if you were apathetic or whatever? I think it depends on the app, but I think you do have to. Oh, no it. kidding. Actually, maybe not. I think some people can hide it if they want, but I, I think about nine out of ten people have it on well, their profile. Well, it kind of just depends on your personality because there are some people who believe they can talk their way out of the untalkable. I'm not saying that's anybody in this room, but if the person is assembled in a certain manner that they can forgive certain red flags and that that'll work out well for them. Newsflash, it won't. And so I'm with Kev on this, that it's great to just get that out there, and if they don't like it, you're not going to... You're not going to change somebody. Oh, there's a. Let me rephrase it. There's a good chance you're not going to mm-hmm. change somebody because if you believe it, you can achieve it. Yeah, you can't just change your values, or you, yeah. you know, you shouldn't want to really. Because uh, I've told this story numerous times. Now, I did, of course, not meet my wife on a dating website, but when I met her, she was uh, a sorority liberal girl, mm-hmm. and I said very quickly that is not working you can choose the liberalism or you can choose me uh-huh. and boy she not only flipped she is now way more conservative than i am she flipped hard well this is a new study that was administered by the university of michigan and they say that the share of 12th grade girls who identified as liberal rose from rose from 19% to 30% so that's interesting that now politics is such a big deal uh in the uh, like out front on the dating game like that is very fascinating to me that that is hey john herrick you seem like you have a very happy life going on at what point did you have to reveal your political (laughs) leanings to your significant other uh never we didn't really talk about it see look at how happy he is where he works yeah he's a local celebrity yeah i mean she probably knew going in Uh, i think the left has become party of the elite republicans leaning towards the working class so this could be a simple result of the left losing blue collar workers real quick back in the day of the stone and tablet how did you and your man determine your political leanings to each other was there some big reveal on that or what'd you do I don't recall there being a big reveal. Yeah. No. See, look how happy you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today. And thank you for listening. We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.